Hmm. I don't know where to start. <laughs> I have so many bad habits. <laughs> I know. I know. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a couple of dusty muffins. <laughs> I know. We never know. We don't know how to get in and we don't know how to get out. No, that's, that's, I've heard that before somewhere. Yeah, anyway, that's right. anyway. Oh, oh anyway, we decided to tackle something that I think is a universal issue, which is habits. And when Julie and I were talking about, you know, possible topics the other day, I said, Hey, I've got an idea. What is the one habit that you are trying to break right now? Uh, I have a lot of them, but, but, <laughs> but primarily, you know, as sort of a cascading list. Right. So let's just start with number one. Let's just start with number one and unpack that a little bit. Okay. And uh, then we can go on and list and list. Sure. We could, we could fill up a couple hours with all our bad habits. <laughs> I know we're not mm-hmm. alone either. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number one for you, Julie, um, what habit do you have that you just wish you could break? Uh, my sugar addiction. Oh, yeah. And during COVID, which still hovers in all of our lives, I started eating too much crap. And of course, sugar infused foods made me the happiest. There's nothing quite like sugar to make me feel good. And then, of course, I feel terrible with the guilt and the weight and just all around crappy after I eat it. But I've come to realize I am a sugar addict, meaning that if it's in the house anywhere, I'll find it. Mm-hmm. There's no way of hiding it from me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect my partner, but it affects me. He's not a sugar hound. Well, he's a sugar hound, but damn him. It doesn't affect his health mm-hmm. the way it affects mine. Mm. And now, you know, so and what I does only... it do to you? That's so bad. What does it do? I mean, we know well, sugar is bad for you, but what it, does it do to you? It seems to put on weight uh, more quickly for me. Yeah. I also am a cancer survivor with one kidney. So sugar is uh, a real red flag for my kidney. My kidney doesn't like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. want to go in the direction of diabetes. It doesn't like to speed up my metabolism in a bad way. So sugar, I have to watch uh, blood pressure and sugar intake out of respect for my surviving kidney. But I love the taste of it. I'm a I don't like alcohol. That's one vice. I not vice, but one thing alcohol has a lot of sugar in it. A lot of sugar in it. So that I don't, but I've never liked it. But my addiction is sugar. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, cakes, ice cream, candy, chocolate you know, the whole list. All right. So let's talk about the habit of your sugar. Do you get up in the morning and have to have your sugar? Do you have to have it all day long? Are you depressed and eat sugar? Can you deal with, can you kind of like dissect what your sugar, you know, influences are your, your, your desires? It's my comfort food. Yeah. So I don't get up wanting it. Yeah, that's good. But I will try to sweeten coffee. Yeah. I will try to go for sweet to sweeten cereals with, with fake sugar, but fake sugar still has the brain reads it as sugar, right? So there's some science about that. And I'm not by any means an expert about it, but sugar is an addiction for me. I can't have it in the house. I can't even if I have it at a party somewhere, I'll come home and want more. Mm -hmm. So I recognize it. I have to treat it like uh, an alcoholic. Yeah, absolutely. One day at a time. Yeah. And I say, when I wake up in the morning, I just need to get through today. Okay, so what? Do you- so what's yours? <laughs> I want to know what yours is. All right, I, I'll, I'll talk about mine, but I just want to ask you one one question. What have you done to try to curb it, and why has it not been successful? In the past, I try to curb it. I'm successful for a while, then I go back to it. 
I'm going to blame COVID, which is, of course, not at all responsible for that. It's my own bad behavior. So what I do is just enjoy the weight loss from not eating it and try to focus on how how much better I feel when I don't eat it. So I don't right. crash. I, I, I keep my mood more steady yes. during the day if I yeah. stay away from it. So my habit is one day at a time, breaking mm-hmm. the habit one day at a time and recognizing the health benefits because, you know, I'm an old w- girl now, woman, girl. You're mature. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a crone now. Yeah. So I, 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 I just take it one day at a time. The only way you can live life anyway and recognize that I need to uh, stay away from it because I'm an addict. No, I, I think you're not alone in that. No, regard. no, I'm I have a lot of company. Sugar addict as well. And, and, uh, you know, we don't need to go down that road. Okay. Yeah. So you asked me what my bad habit is. Yeah. Chronically late. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Tammy. Yeah. And, and you know what? I was thinking about it, knowing we were going to talk about this. I, I started to think about my childhood. So I'm trying, I'm going to try and blame my mom. <laughs> Oh, no, no. You, you, it's too easy. I try and blame mom. I'm sorry, mom. That's but too my mother, easy. My mother was always late for everything, uh-huh. but only like 10, 15 minutes. And she tried to fix it by setting the clocks 15 minutes ahead. Right. And of course, then, you know, the clocks are 15 minutes ahead. So what does that really achieve? Right. Nothing. But <laughs> so anyway, I, I learned like every clock should be set 10 to 15 minutes ahead. You actually are than trying to leave on time or get somewhere on time. So I started thinking about it. I thought, is, is that something I was just such learned behavior or is it really in my DNA that I have to be late for everything? So I know what everybody's saying, you know, it's not in your DNA. You're just, you know, lame and you annoy everybody and you're trying to find an excuse. Well, that's probably true. I don't think so, you intentionally like to piss off people, but. But it's a real pleasure. Why do you think, it's, forget your mother for a minute. Yeah. Why do you think you are consistently late? I think it's because I don't launch early enough. Mm. If I can back time, so mm. I, I I have like a weird, everybody tells me I have a weird concept of time that I always think I have more time than I do. So a 10 minute span to me is like a three minute span to everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I just think I have more time, more time to do things, more time to get ready, more time to get in the shower, get my makeup on, get dressed for going out, getting into the car and driving across town to meet somebody. I always think I can do it in a certain amount of time when it really takes more time to do that. Mm. Right. It's like some kind I'm, I'm very mentally deficient in this area. I must admit I've got everything else go- going you for sh- me, but it's this deal. <laughs> you have a, you just have a bad habit. You've never been late with me. Well, you, it's cause you I, know, okay. I was trying to get better. How are you trying to get better? Okay. About that? So I had a major blow up with a really good friend of mine. I'd say 15 years ago. She said, I am so tired of waiting for you. And I know, now mind you, I'm not an hour late. I'm never an hour late. I'm never half an hour late. It's about 15 minutes, that 15 minute time span that my mom had the clock set ahead. I don't know why, why it is, but 15 to 20 minutes late. And to me, if somebody's late, it's not a big deal. It doesn't bug me really because I'm late all the time. So I just think it's kind of how people operate, but people don't operate that way. And people like to be on time. And uh, my husband likes to be on time and he's always barking at me. And I said, just give me some, t- you know, some countdowns, 30, 30 minutes to get ready, 20 minutes to get ready. And, uh, and he counts me down. Cause I'm like, la, 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 I'm up in my room. Dee, doo, dee, doo, dee, doo. <laughs> la, la, oh, look over here. Looks, I haven't, I haven't listened to this CD in a while. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh, oh so you're that. easily distracted. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm la, la, la. 
So she told me, this friend of mine said, your lateness is disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it doesn't honor my time. And then you know what? I've never thought of that, but it's so true. It's so true. And I apologized to her and I, and she says, I feel manipulated and I feel unimportant. And I yeah. said, oh, 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 oh my gosh. Oh, this is horrifying. The last thing in the world I want to do is manipulate you or make you feel unimportant and not respect you. And which is what you do when you don't respect people's time. Right. So from that point on, I worked really hard, especially when I'm meeting her. <laughs> leave lots of time to get to where we're going to meet up. And I would say in the last few years, I have tried very hard to add extra time to the time frame I think I need to get ready. Mm. So if I think I need half an hour, I add 15 minutes. Yeah. There's your 15. There's your 15 minutes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing better. My friends would say I'm doing better. My husband always says, come on, you're going to be late again. And I said, when was the last time I was late? (laughs) See, you get a jacket, right? You get a jacket and then people always think you're going to be late. So it's a hard reputation to shake. Yeah, it is. It is. I have to say my father from a very young age taught me if you're five minutes early, you're late. Yeah. So, and and that really doesn't, I don't even know what that word means. He taught me it was disrespectful to be late, to waste someone else, all the things that your friend said to you. And it really helped me in my journalism career because Mm. I have, you know, 40 years, you can't be late. Right. You're on a deadline now. You start work at eight in the morning. You have to have a finished little story done by five o'clock news. So you know precisely how to be on time, in time and not miss deadlines. I'm not crediting my father or, you know, I don't think you should blame your mother, but that is a <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> it's a it's a bad habit like sugar. Yeah. yeah. Hard, hard yeah. to break. But you're doing you're doing we're both doing well. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're in, in the, we're in, in recovery. Those, we're in recovery. In, in the we're recovery. <laughs> yes, but other habits. My habit that I would like to break is complaining about stupid stuff. Oh yeah, like my partner not putting the dishes away in the dryer rack. Now that may seem like a a little thing. Yeah, but it annoys me, and I and I shouldn't be. It's ridiculously stupid, and leaving his jacket on the dining room chairs complaining. So I think of the bigger picture in the world and what the chaos and utter pain going on in the world. And I am able, that helps me overcome my habit of complaining. So Uh, you're, you're, so let me think about this. Do you complain about just those two little things or are you complaining chronically about stuff with him and, and other things in life? I am complaining more than I want to. I would put it in a bigger category, complaining about people not wearing masks when they should have been wearing masks, Mm -hmm. complaining about people not getting vaccinated, complaining about, you know, the annoyances of everyday life, complaining about someone not letting me in traffic. I have to just stop complaining. And I try every day to put something bright into the world. You know, I post on Facebook every day, some painting that I've done to try to put color and positivity in the world. So that's helping me get perspective. Well, I'm no psychologist, but I've thought about this too, because just recently my husband and I have had some issues with some people that I can't say who they are, but (laughs) no, come on. But, uh, you know, just people, people, People. I complain about people, people, but, um, I, I've realized that it's so much more fun in a way. It's or gratifying or, you know, just kind of getting that, you know, kind of complaining about, oh, this and that and this and that and that. And it's like, 
I can get myself all worked up about everything to complain about. And it's really not as much fun to go, oh, they just did the loveliest thing for me today. (laughs) They, oh, I'm so appreciative of them. That's not what we do, right? It's the little annoyances that we just have to yak about. Now, why do you think that? Why do you think, why do we think we, we get something out of it? What do we I get don't out know. of complaining? We need a good shrink on this. I do. Uh, Maybe we should we'll have a shrink as a guest because yeah. honestly, I need a psychiatrist about this. Yes. You know, we, why do we get more gratification from bitching about uh, other people or circumstances mm-hmm. or anything? What right. is, what does complaining do for us? Is I there know. a positive side to complaining at, and is it a habit we really want to break? <laughs> I mean, seriously, we must be get, uh, getting something out of it. Yeah. And yes. uh, what else, what else do you complain I, about? I think we need to tackle that. At some, yeah. Some point, uh, and what what are another okay. habit? Another okay. habit. I say fuck a lot. Oh, well, that's my favorite four letter word. <laughs> and that's why we love each other. <laughs> you, do that. you trust anybody that doesn't use that word? No. <laughs> um, I know our producer isn't necessarily fond of it, but no. fuck him. You know, seriously, I I just have to say that I use it in all seven parts of speech. I can use it as a verb, an adverb, an adjective, whatever, a noun. Um, yep. And I was and we use it a lot when we're complaining. Oh, my <laughs> oh God. God. What could I do without that word when I'm complaining? Know, fuck that I shit. Yeah, I know. So I. And I was in a newsroom, for God's sake, for 40 years. Oh, so yeah. that was, you know, the word you heard flying around the room. Yeah, you were weird if you didn't use it. And a lot of complaining, a lot by the way. That's what, yeah. So swearing was, you know, part of the um, daily grind of the news business. But yeah, why did you want to give it up? I don't want to give up that word. You know, I don't either. Um, I could probably reduce my use of it. Uh, <laughs> <substantially>. <laughs> why? Um, <laughs> These are terrible times we live uh, in. Come on. I know, I, mean, I know, I know. I've never I, used you know, it as much. Because I right. hear people say, oh, it's it's a it's a crutch. You don't sound smart. It's offensive. It's overused. I don't know. I think if people are kind of judging me because I say the word fuck once in a while, you, then I don't really want them around anyway. They can go fuck off. I know. <laughs> fuck off. Terrible. I know. No, 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 no. I I've used it, you know, I, I have read somewhere and this may be total justification, but I've read that people who curse a lot are considered more highly intelligent. There, Yes, I saw that, too. <laughs> right. On, I read that article and I was like, finally, somebody recognizes how incredibly intelligent we are. I know. I don't use I don't use any other curse words. But that one really. Yeah. Think I about say it. shit once in a while. My, well, that shit and fuck is, are basically <laughs> the two I rely on. But fuck is definitely at the top of the list. And I use it with impunity. And yes, it does offend some people. My favorite oh, yeah. ones, my favorite ones yeah. never use it. Right. Jerry Seinfeld never yeah. uses it. Billy Crystal. You can be very funny yeah. without it, but it it's, we were talking it's, about. it's a bad habit. As you said, I'm not sure those are the people we want to hang with. So what's another habit we want to break? My, I'm not a, I'm not a procrastinator. So that's a good thing. Yeah, Um, I am. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of other habits. Here's my favorite saying. I saw it on a t-shirt, wish I bought it. I got so much procrastinating done today. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Yes. I'm one of those people. I'll start out with one task. And then mm-hmm. find an old a photo album. Well, I'll have to look oh, at yeah. that. And then well, I'll that's see just old age. 
We're not dawdling around being distracted. <laughs> you get really good at uh, not accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. Right. What else do we want to break? Uh, um, I have another idea. I know I talked a lot about the word, you know, the F word, but here's yeah. another one. My phone. Oh, I, my phone. Oh. I'm not as bad as some people. Oh. And I don't pick, I, you know, some people have it on the table when they're eating yeah. oh. lunch with somebody or something. And yeah. it just shows you that this phone and who may be calling me is more important than you. Yes. I think that's the message we get. Right. And you know, what's really weird. If I am off my phone for a while, if I'm standing in line, like at the post office, if I'm waiting in a car for somebody who's running an errand and I, you know, I'm not happy to sit in the car and just look around at people like I used to, or, you know, mm-hmm. listen to the radio. Now, if I don't have that phone, I, I'd start feeling like really weird. It's like, I got to check my phone. I'm just sitting here and I'm wasting time. I could be on my phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's an addiction. It's like anxiety. It is a, it is a human habit now shared by, I suspect just about everybody. I'm a, I'm addicted mm-hmm. to that. I play a lot of, um, Words mm-hmm. with friends. So I have to check and see if somebody made a move, but I'm addicted to it. And and if I've noticed if I'm uh, anywhere in the house and I hear yeah. the ping or the notification that I have a message or an email or a message on Messenger that has this particular ring to it, mm-hmm. I snap to it like a yep, Pavlovian dog. That's very, very common. I don't know how we break that habit and it's become yeah, worse in the COVID years. So I'm addicted to that and I'm not sure how to break that. If I stay away from my phone or I can't find it, I go into a state of panic, frankly. Yeah. If I think I left it at the no, bank. No, isn't it sick? I left it somewhere. My phone, my phone. I can't find my it's phone. Sick. Where'd my phone go? My phone. Where are you my it's, phone? It's, it's, it's kind of a sickness. Yeah, I don't know how how yeah, we how we either. break that. I've tried turning it off mm-hmm. for the whole day when I'm painting, and I can't last more yeah. than a half an hour in case somebody called or played isn't words it, with friends isn't with it me. Terrible you know? to feel so manipulated because that's what we're being. You know, we are, but we allowed it to it happen. On us. So it's on us. Yeah, think about that. I it's think we should get us. an expert in too to talk about, about phone addiction. Good idea. Maybe it's the same psychiatrist <laughs> who can help us with uh, with, with complaining. why uh, complaining. And why we have to say it's good for us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been interesting. Bad habits. habits we all have bad them. habits. There's a wonderful book. I have not read it yet, but um, for people listening, I've heard great things about it. It's called Atomic Habits by an author named James Clear. It's been recommended to me a couple of times. I'm going to try and pick it up and read it. But if anybody out there is listening that wants to break habits, apparently this book can work wonders for people or so they say. So anyway, James Clear and the book is Atomic Habits. We'll have to get him on. And my very best habit is learning to be kinder and nicer to people. And that's that's a good thing. I don't ever break right. that. I want to get and better the more at you that do, one the more that that builds on itself, right? That's right. Yes. Absolutely, honey. All right. Absolutely. So be kind, be wise, stay away from sugar, show up on time. <laughs> oh, no. And- Enjoy it. If it doesn't affect your health, no. go have a donut. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Don't forget, we're a couple of dusty muffins. Our excellent sound production is done by Clem Daniels Productions. Thanks so much, Clem. <laughs>